1: You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big, I mean huge, for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started. Hello and welcome, everyone, to another bonus edition of the Main Event Parks Podcast, brought to you by the On Sports Network. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad, Troy. And with me, as always, is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the Main Event Collector. He is the big main to my medium-sized main. He is Greg. What's up, Greg? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The bad guy, Razor Ramon, and Big Daddy Cool, Diesel.
0: Fur, fur. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that. I was gonna slap you if you didn't.
1: That was, oh dude, that's one of my favorite things a rock ever did. And I know that's a crowded field, but <laughs> good lord, when he did that, I, I love I that liked... he
0: could take such, yeah, like when he takes such small shots that are, like small but like very effective, you know?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, great stuff. I I laughed uh, so hard at that whole segment. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, go look it up on YouTube. Was no way stuff. out. Is
0: it no way out 2002 or is it the Raw after? It's either, It's one of those two. It was.
1: It was. It must have been the Raw after, yeah, because okay. uh, that was the one where, if anybody doesn't know, like uh, the NWO had just debuted. They're in the back, and uh, they're like they introduce themselves to the Rock and get pictures with him, whatever. Talking about. Oh, and I think Hogan said something about, oh, my kid loves you or whatever. And then yeah. like as he's walking away,
0: these, yep, I remember
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> and as he walks away, uh, they say something. They say some crack about The Rock, whatever, insulting him, and he comes back and just lays into every single one of them. It is fantastic. <sighs> but, man, this is a good week on the it's podcast. Hell it, by the way. Hell, yeah. It's a good week on the podcast. We have uh, – well, we're covering a lot of ground uh, this week, you know, going from 2001 from the Invasion pay-per-view to uh, – well, talk about – Diesel in the year 1995 and we had a request in the past some people are maybe like well why are you doing this well we had a request in the past for a timepiece if you will or more timepieces you know so we're trying it on we're going to talk about Diesel's 1995 because when we brought up timepieces uh, I asked Greg like well what do you want to do you know do, can you think of any I came up with a couple he came up with a couple and this was the first one he mentioned. And, and I wanna
0: say why real quick,
1: because you're right.
0: we knock nineteen ninety five so much, and I'm not being a hypocrite and going back on it, but I do remember genuinely genuinely being excited to watch Monday Night Raw in nineteen ninety five. And I know looking back on it, it sucked, but at the time I was I loved it and I loved Diesel and I was like was he really a bad champion like everyone seems to think? I don't think he was. I'm, and not you gonna and def- into, I'm not going to get into the drawing crap because that's none of my. I don't have the financials. I don't know any of that. I'm talking about just what I saw on TV. So. Well,
1: and I realized, you know, you there is a case to be made for the guy on top draws the crowds or whatever. But at the same time, the business was evolving. It wasn't like in, you know, because they say, well, sometimes Hogan was the only, you know, top guy on a card full of, you know, like curtain jerkers and mid carders or whatever. It's like, yeah, but back in the day, that was it. Like there wasn't, that was kind of like what everybody did. The undercard was just that, the undercard, and the main events what anybody gave a crap about. Kind of like boxing well, cards.
0: The whole thing about um, Bruno Martino selling out the garden well, like a hundred times. No uh-huh. reason for that, because people were there to see him and everyone else was just there. Yeah. and It goes was back a- to then, too. I mean...
1: And every <laughs> once in a while, you'd have another match on the card that people cared about, one or two, but for the most part... You know, the guy that was on the poster was the top guy, and they kept trying to do that with Diesel. They clearly were steering into Diesel from, and I know Brett was the champion before this and, you know, whatever, but for the most part, WWF and Vince McMahon as a whole had their idea of what they wanted the top guy to be, and God dang it, Diesel was it. Look at him.
0: I remember watching Royal Rumble 1994, and when Diesel was out there beating everyone up and... Throwing him out as they came in. Go back and listen to it. This is when he was steel heel. He was yep. like people were cheering the hell out of it, and he was supposed to be the bad guy. So don't yep. tell me they forced him down anyone's throat because people accepted him way before it even happened. We're talking almost a year. I mean, he won the title in November. And this was in January. So don't tell me people didn't accept him. Well, as, 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 not to jump, not to get off topic, but same thing with Roman Reigns the Royal Rumble that- 2014. They were chanting his name for him to win. Well, and then all of a sudden to, we.
1: Well, it, you're 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 stealing you're stealing where I was gonna go with it. It's like you know uh, he reminds me that that what you just ran down reminds me of another long black haired guy with a goatee, <laughs> and tattoos. They
0: showed him down our throats, but yet at the uh, in Philadelphia, you know that's not was it Philly? No, I was no. It. But it was yeah. before that when Batista won. Um, they were chanting his name heavily. and They wanted him to win.
1: And he was. The and heel.
0: then and, and yeah, and then we got him to win. And he won. I don't want it anymore.
1: Yeah, like, it's like, oh well, now God. we we screamed and cried for it. Now that you gave it to us, we don't want it anymore.
0: We want what we want. Now we want Daniel Bryan. Last yeah, year you, we wanted a Roman. That was your turn. That was your chance with us.
1: Yeah, you didn't give it to us the way we wanted it. Okay, damn it. Look, we want our pitchforking, but we want it with the spit.
0: Title that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically uh that's where wrestling that's why I are talk to nowadays. Very few
0: people about wrestling by the way for that reason
1: yep well i know uh you need to give us what we want if you don't then we're gonna cry on the internet <laughs>
0: yeah and then one other one other reason i wanted to do this too is because you and i one thing we've always said it's like i don't care what it says we're huge nash fans i always love kevin nash and Absolutely. i think i think he does not uh I think people just expected more out of him. Like, what, what were you expecting out of him? He was not going to be Daniel Bryan or Kurt Angle. I'm sorry, but this yeah, is what so, he is.
1: Like, yeah, why does I'm,
0: everyone have to be that?
1: Yeah, multiple. <laughs> but he only has five moves of doom and four of them are a hair flip. So he admits that. Yeah. So. It's not like he's
0: sitting there putting himself over. I'm great. I'm amazing. You know, i you for not liking me. He never said any of that. So.
1: <sighs> yeah. And I, I can understand if people don't like his attitude. And, you know, he's he's hard to like sometimes with some of those. if if you're like, if you take wrestling really seriously, he's hard to like because he calls it fake. He says he was only in it for the money. He he says he's not a mark for the belt and all this other stuff. I mean, he's like he's very open and honest about his feelings.
0: Yet he made himself champion to beat Colbert. But anyways.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, then he turned around. Well, what did that do for me? Because I jobbed out to Hogan to a finger poke of doom. It's like eh, because you're an idiot. I don't know. I mean, a smart idiot, or, or a, a rich idiot, but, you know, an idiot, nonetheless. Either way... I'm debating.
0: Uh, I might be meeting him in a couple of weeks in uh, at a Comic-Con in Stockton. Um, I might go. Thinking nice. about going. So, yeah, Scott I... Hall's there one day, he's there the next. I already have Scott Hall's autograph, as you remember. We met him in New Orleans. Yep. So
1: oh, well, you, was... you met him, I didn't. Yeah.
0: Well, you were in line with me, weren't you? I feel like you were right there with me.
1: Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember that one, I'll say, but... Either way, uh,
0: it's another one of those famous. I went over there while you were in line waiting for Christian stories that I've said on this pod like 27 times.
1: <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, Christian Cage, who is in AEW by the way now, so he's man. I got to meet him when he was in that sweet spot right after T right after TNA, but right before AEW, he was you know still in WWE for for a few years and got to sell pictures of himself holding the world's heavyweight title. We are it's brought to you by fubo tv and fanatics links are down in the podcast description and we'll talk about them more in the upcoming breaks and just to let you know if you're listening on the podcast feed thank you but please leave a five-star review subscribe and tell all your friends about us five stars unlike what uncle dave gives kevin nash matches had to throw that in there
0: well he wasn't in the tokyo dome so
1: yeah well in the tokyo dome he might have got two stars because you know gotta bump it up but anyway (laughs) uh please subscribe leave a review spread the word and you can also hear us live every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific on the unhinged sports network that's unhinged sn.airtime.pro we're gonna hop into our first break when we come back we're gonna dive into the beginning of 1995 with big daddy cool diesel Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Get all the best podcast swag from the Main Event Marks. Our merch shop offers custom graphics, including the podcast logo on hats. Shirts, masks, greeting cards, and more. There are tons of new designs with more dropping all the time. Just head on over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash main event marks to grab your podcast merch today and become an official main event mark. That's redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash main event marks. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we are back. Let's hop into this, man. The way the way we're going to do this, I pulled out news and notes. I also pulled down notes about his matches and feuds and everything else. I, I'm i hoping you like the flow of this. I hope everybody at home likes the flow of this. Definitely, this one, if you're going to leave a review for any podcast, this would be the one to do it because we want feedback. Do you like it? Do you yeah, not like it? because
0: this pod is based on feedback, by the way. So.
1: Yes, I mean, we're literally doing this show because of feedback we got. So if you want your voice heard and you want to hear us cover something, let us know. I I try to do a lot of research for this one, so we'll see how it goes.
0: Luckily, I don't think I really had to. I think I'm just I remember this year vividly.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure you did. Uh, first thing here, though, getting into January, on the way to the Royal Rumble, starting back in 1994, Bret Hart was feuding with his brother, Owen. After Owen was unable to win the title, he helped Bob Backlund win it from Bret at the Survivor Series. 3 days after Survivor Series, however, Diesel squashed Backlund and MSG to win the title at a house show. Diesel then agreed to grant a title shot to Bret Hart. Also at Survivor Series 1994, Shawn Michaels and Diesel had an argument after Michaels accidentally kicked Diesel in the face. Although the pair held the WWF Tag Team Championships together, Diesel said that he didn't want to team with Michaels any longer. The titles were vacated and the WWF held a tournament to determine the new champions.
0: Real quick, I want to Oh, something ironic. Or number one, <laughs> I want to say this. The uh, I think the tag titles were then won by one two three kid and Sparky Plug. That's a oh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> at number two, uh, Diesel had won two titles back to back. Not even on TV, but at house shows because they won the tag titles from the hit Shrinkers at a house show. I always thought that was funny as hell. He won two titles back to back at house
1: shows. Good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the I mean they weren't calling themselves this at that point, but I don't remember the two dudes from with attitude being champions in 94.
0: Yeah, they like I said they won them at a house show and I think Diesel had both titles going into SummerSlam 94 against Razor and Mountain. Wow. Yeah. Uh
1: well, that's uh
0: he won the IC title on TV though. Where's that?
1: <laughs> well, he had a heck of a he had a heck of a finale to his 1994, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, he held all three titles in '94.
0: I think I have. I don't have to really go back and look. I think that might be a record.
1: Uh, maybe. I, yeah. He I don't won even all know. All
0: three titles within like a five month span or so.
1: That's insane. That's. Yeah. Now they've got like five thousand titles. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, continuing yes,
0: on. Four brands, though, to be fair, it's not like you know they're all on one brand like boxing. Like, one guy has 27 titles. And
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's all perfectly legitimate, Craig. Gosh.
0: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> Boxing has always been above board, always and forever. All right. Anyway.
0: Doesn't uh, NASCAR bo- and all them have, like, 27 titles, too?
1: Uh, I feel like yeah, there's I a new, there's,
0: different... like, another cup every weekend, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they're like. I know they have cups and whatever that they get, but I, I can't remember if there's like, quote unquote, the big one or whatever. Isn't that but, just Daytona? Uh, Maybe. I that That's probably one of them. I know one of them starts their season, and I don't remember which one that is, but I'd have to ask a, a friend of mine about that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Bob Backlund is already turfed from the world title matches against Diesel with Jeff Jarrett taking his place in the main events. And Backlund sent down to the prelims against Adam Baum because the matches were sucking and he's hard to work with. <laughs> wow.
0: Adam F and Baum.
1: So you mean to tell me out of this combo, they're like, look, Bob Backlund and Diesel, like those matches just suck. Bob, it's your fault. You're going back to the opener.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, uh, wow. OK. And, um... who you, and who do you replace Bob Backlund with? Double F and J.
0: Uh, Look, uh, I want to point out, by the way, at the time of this recording, Adam Baum's kind of semi-relevant again in the podcast world because the Major Brothers have been interviewing him on their show, and he's got a new figure coming out from, I think it's called Cello Toys. It's an Adam um, Baum, Hasbro-style figure, so. Wow. It's kind of funny as of this recording. He's kind of being talked about again, so.
1: Really effing random. I heard somebody else said they were trying to, uh, in this uh, wrestling group, I mean, of like wrestling podcasters, somebody said they had either recently interviewed him or were working on interviewing him or something like that. So I guess he's making the rounds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of all freaking people, Brian effing Clark.
0: I think he just got exonerated of like a drug charge or something. I forget what it was, but.
1: Oh, damn.
0: He was busted for something and apparently they retracted it again. Yes, so I don't know the story.
1: Was he caught with chronic? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. I don't
1: think that would be anything
0: more than a misdemeanor. So,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: depending on the state, well, nothing at all. So,
1: by the way, uh, before we move on from from this point here, I, I just got to mention again. It's like, you know, to the, the first uh kind of nail in this coffin here with this about. One of the arguments is, well, Diesel needed better opponents to draw people. Look, Jeff Jarrett's a good wrestler and everything, but who the hell was paying for a house show to see Jeff Jarrett versus Diesel in the main event in early '95? <laughs> I don't think anybody was like, ah, Diesel versus Bob Backlund. I'm not gonna go see that. Well, and then, what and then part they, of '95 was this? Because January,
0: because Jarrett, Jarrett wins the title at Royal Rumble, the Intercontinental title at Royal Rumble. So I'm was it promoted saying... as champion versus champion? I'm just curious about that.
1: Oh, this was this was pre-Rumble. I oh, mean, okay. to be fair, they did do some after the Rumble as well, and it was promoted that way. But I don't know. I don't think that many people were like, oh, well, now that Jarrett's in the main event, I might buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe a couple from uh, Tennessee or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jerry's like, well, uh, you know, well, uh, my son's in the main event. huh? Well, and he's got a bail. Hey, you know. Holy crap. <laughs> Had to get it in. It's
0: uh, funny. At- I just realized Jarrett wrestled, like, all, all members of the clique, all through
1: 95. Yep. Yeah, he made his rounds, man. Didn't he walk out in 95?
0: Mm, I don't think so.
1: I can't remember when the walkout was, because remember him and Road Dogg walked out, and then Road Dogg came back?
0: it might have been late 95.
1: That was when he went to WCW for a while and was doing the horseman stuff. Yeah,
0: because he was definitely there in 96, I believe, so... All right. Late 8, 95?
1: Yeah, because uh, he lost the belt, and him and Road dog and, and, and
0: before anyone says we're not prepared, I was not prepared to think about Jeff Jarrett. Sorry. I don't want yeah, to take any wait. shots for that crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing is, because I remember he, he lost the belt, uh, I want to say to Michaels.
0: Yeah, he lost, I lost to Shawn Michaels, I believe it was in G- May.
1: Okay, so... Uh, I I know he he had lost the belt and there was a point where him and road dog had their bags packed and they just left and didn't come back, but they got road dog to come back and do the, the real double J thing. And then Jarrett went on down South to WCW. There
0: you go. And then we'd come back to WWE, and then go back to WCW (laughs) and then make TNA. And he got around
1: (laughs) and then make GFW. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, (laughs) And be in business with TNA for a minute with GFW.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, and now he's back in WWE, I think. Ish. It, it, yeah, uh, but here we are at the Royal Rumble. Diesel fought Bret Hart to a draw at 27 minutes 26 seconds when Bob Backlund, Shawn Michaels, Jeff Jarrett, The Roadie, and Owen Hart all attacked participants after the two wrestlers and the referee were knocked down. Oh man, Shawn Michaels interfered and broke. I'm talking about
0: overbooking, man. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know. I remember watching this, and I was like, mother of God, is there anybody else that's going to come out? What, are they going to bury The Undertaker again? This is again? the
0: second Royal Rumble in a row where they did something like this, because I remember the Casket match in '94. Yep. Like, a hundred guys came out to do this Undertaker, so like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Shawn Michaels interfered and broke up the champion's cover on Hart after Diesel hit the jackknife powerbomb, but referee Earl Hebner ordered the match to continue. Owen Hart then interfered as Brett and Diesel or had Diesel in the sharpshooter. He attacked his brother and threw him into an unprotected turnbuckle. But once again, the referee had the match continue. Dave Meltzer only gave, er, Dave Meltzer actually gave this match four and a quarter stars, which I think is one of the highest ratings he ever gave to a Diesel match. Uh, After the match, referees and officials ordered the interfering wrestlers backstage, but the heels all returned and were knocked to the floor by Diesel. Moments later, both men shook hands and embraced out of respect. Who? I remember watching that match. It was not a bad match. It was a really good match. I think. I mean, Bret Hart is in a league of his own, but I think he was one of Yeah, Diesel's, just ask him. Wow. But I think he was one of Diesel's best opponents ever. Okay. Him and Shaw Michaels definitely. I mean, I know, shocker, but I don't. I don't think it was four and a quarter stars worth of good, <laughs> especially with all that. There Survivor
0: Series match, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Survivor Series match. Yeah, that was. That was that was much better than this, but I don't know. Whatever. Uncle Dave is effing weird, man. Maybe uh maybe that check from Brett cleared. Uh stupid. <laughs> he's effing stupid. Uh Diesel Undertaker and Vince McMahon all went as WWF representatives to NAFTY con the uh the NAFTA convention so that the company could network with the T V networks. According to those in attendance, Diesel was as uh, was an impressive presence due to his size and his costume, but nobody even knew who he was. WCW, in fact, got the bigger crowds at their booth by using Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Eric Bischoff even gave a speech talking about how WCW is the place to be, and WWF is using their cast-off garbage like Diesel as their world champion. Wow. (laughs) That's the only time anybody could reverse that, man. It's like, hey, remember those guys that used to be big stars that WWF lost? Yeah, we have them now. And, you know, their world champion. Yeah, he was a jobber for us. Nobody cared about him.
0: Dude, Oz was the man, dude.
1: Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) I was thinking more, you know, Vinny Vegas. I mean, that was where the money was. He did the snake Mm -hmm. eyes, man. (laughs) I like how Shawn Michaels, by the way, pointed out him on WCW Saturday night and was like, we need to get him. Like, is it strictly based on his size? Because what the hell?
0: Did he see him as Vinny Vegas or Oz? Do you know? I'm just curious. Uh,
1: Like, which one did he see? He claims he saw Vinny Vegas. That makes, that makes more sense. Right. Yeah. So he, Sean says he saw, they must have watched a lot of WCW Saturday night, man, because they claim that they also saw Tara Ryzen. And we're like, ah, that—that's our dude. To which I call BS. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> for for those that don't know, uh, Terror Ryzen was Triple H in WCW for only like a minute. And then he was Jean-Paul Levesque.
0: Then he got the hell out of there. Well, <laughs> now
1: look at him. He kept the same outfit. He just dropped the British accent. <laughs> same gimmick. Was he British or French? Uh, well, I guess it was French, yeah, but it was a horrible French accent. Didn't he say something about that on his DVD, too, where he was like, yeah, they want me to do a French accent. I'm like, I don't know any French. <laughs> I can't do an accent. And they were like, ah, fake it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. They had the guy with the New York accent doing the – or excuse me, the Boston accent doing the uh, the devil worshiper thing, and it just sounded weird. <sighs> anyway. On the February 20th taping of Raw, Shawn Michaels introduced his new bodyguard to replace Big Daddy Cool, Psycho Sid, back from a nearly three-year absence what about from Sid? WWF. <laughs> uh, on the same Raw, by the way, footage was shown of Diesel appearing during the NBA All-Star weekend with Conan O'Brien, Salton Peppa, David Justice, Cal Ripken Jr., David Robinson, and several other celebrities. Yeah, that's a who's who of holy crap, that's nineties. <laughs> Conan would actually be stuff. at WrestleMania that year. I know that's uh, that was weird. You wouldn't well, know I... that
0: though on the network because they've edited it out for some reason. So.
1: Yeah, well, you still get to see them in the intro rubbing up on Brett like they're going to molest him.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: That was effing weird. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. I mean, if anybody knows anything about baseball, you know him. Uh, David Justice was another big baseball guy, right?
0: He was for the Yankees yeah, for... and the A's had him for him during the Moneyball season.
1: I want to say he played for the Indians for like a minute. Uh, I got to look that up. David Robinson, though, that basketball.
0: Mhm. OK, He was a Spurs, uh, so naturally I hated him.
1: Uh, was that the general? Uh, Maybe. I think it was his nickname. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, Yeah. By the way, David Justice, 97 to 2000, he was with the Indians. <laughs> so. I, I I knew I recognized that name. That that's another one. That the the Indians are just a a graveyard of. Hey, remember that big superstar we once had?
0: No, it's usually a guy that wasn't a superstar that turned into a superstar that could have been a superstar. You yeah, have but you got rid of him too early.
1: Yeah, right.
0: I think I was. Or, I think I got it all out.
1: <laughs> or we had them forever. They did nothing, and then they go to another team and then blow up. So it was like, oh, so it was just us. Thanks. Yeah. Ugh, man. Uh, WCW did some aggressive marketing at the Toy Fair, spending big money on advertising with full-color ads in all the journals. The WWF was just an afterthought in Hasbro's display. By contrast, WCW reps were really hitting the foreign markets hard, claiming that, quote, everyone knows the WWF has gone down and WCW is number one because foreign buyers won't know any better. Hasbro
0: figures were dying at this time.
1: Yeah, when so, did when was it they signed on with Jack Pacific? Right, say it
0: was... right around here, I think.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they did because come out with diesel figures.
0: One of the things that's going on right now is we were just talking about Jeff Jarrett. He's getting his own figure from um, it's called Zombie Sailor Toys. It's a Hasbro mm-hmm. style toy. It was canceled, but now it's coming mm-hmm. out. It's not Has, it's a Hasbro style though, and it was canceled. Right. And he's in the attire he's wearing for the most part this time. So. Huh. I want to say it got canceled because they got rid of the deal with Hasbro, and the Jackson came through right around now.
1: Yeah, I remember they actually had a Diesel figure, so I know it had to have been around because he left in early '96, so uh, or spring of '96, whatever. So it had to have been, you know, around this time. Uh, but uh, plus, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, by the way, were there for WCW co-figure. Lines for the mega powers were long while there was minimal interest in diesel and Brett on the WWF side. Mm Geez. Figured the the ones with the foreign markets would have loved Brett. I don't I, I don't know why, but he like blew up every whenever they went overseas or something, he was like worshipped like a god.
0: Canadians, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. They said he had huge drawing power over in like Europe and even Brett talks about that. He's like, yeah, obviously number one was Canada for me, but Europe was always a huge market for my fan base.
0: Yeah, he got some uh, pointers from David Hasselhoff. So. <laughs>
1: wow, oh, man! Uh, in all the mainstream coverage before and after WrestleMania, basically, basically none of it even mentioned Diesel versus Shawn Michaels, by the way. However, most of them did make sure to mention that Hulk Hogan had recently left for WCW. Yeah, <laughs> oh, good lord. I don't know how recent was, that was around this time. Okay,
0: first of all, it wasn't recent. And second, I he did leave for WCW. He left and then went there afterwards, like a whole year afterward, I think.
1: Yeah, he's so, been out of WWF for a while. Well, yeah, because was King of the Ring, what, did, he, did he wrestle a couple matches after King of the Ring, or was that it? Apparently he
0: did on a tour.
1: Okay, yeah. On
0: TV. So TV-wise, King That's of the Ring was I his last time.
1: He him. Yeah, so he, he would, let's just say he was there through the end of June ninety uh, three. Still, like like to your point. It was almost a damn year before he popped up in WCW. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: yeah. I know that that's that's still not real recent though at this time, because we're in spring of or well, we're entering into spring of uh ninety five. But uh we forgot to mention, by the way, not to backtrack too much, but Napti, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's something of, it's it's it
0: a music downloading service.
1: Wow, uh, but Napti was uh, a big convention for uh, basically TV people. Like they would all go. They would showcase what's coming up in their upcoming seasons. They would, uh, it, like, it, if somebody was trying to get a show picked up, they would shop it around to the different booths and and executives and whatever. And according to Eric Bischoff in the nineties, it was huge, like it was packed out. But he said now, you know, and and they would like rent these huge places to hold the convention in he said now you're lucky you know you could hold the whole thing in like a remote a room at the ramada inn yeah Uh, everything's
0: digital now so
1: yeah i mean that doesn't surprise me and you know why do you have a tv's not what it what it once was i mean like there are only a couple of shows pulling in like you know huge uh multi-million ratings whatever you know like to your point streaming is where everything went
0: and well i mean i don't i don't really particularly care about Emmys and all that stuff but when they now have a category in the Emmys for Netflix shows and stuff like that <laughs> that's that's a tale to me about tv <laughs>
1: yep I always like that that joke that uh, that they had on South Park where they just called up Netflix and and they're like hello you're talking to Netflix uh, Netflix what show can we green light for you <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway We're officially at WrestleMania now, by the way. One of the worst WrestleManias of all time. I mean, is a
0: good look for the world champion, I might (laughs) add.
1: Yeah. Is this is? Would you categorize this as the worst, or would you just bottom of the categories? It's
0: between this nine and uh, and
1: twenty-seven. Pretty bad. I think twenty-seven had enough good stuff on it to keep it out of the worst of all time listing.
0: Yeah, this Uh, one may be actually the worst.
1: Two. uh, Two is up there, too.
0: Yeah, but I kind of give that one a pass because it was still the early days and
1: still finding its footing. That's true. Yeah. And it was a spectacle. A crappy spectacle, but a spectacle. But at WrestleMania 11, Pamela Anderson was a special guest that was intended to accompany Royal Rumble winner Shawn Michaels to the ring for the main event. Instead, Anderson goes, quote, missing only to accompany Diesel to the ring at the end of the night. Well, not quite the end of the night, but the world title match did not close the show. Uh, but to replace Anderson, I mean, Michaels, why would it uh, to replace Anderson? Michaels gets not only Psycho Sid, but also Jenny McCarthy to accompany him. Diesel ended up beating Sean in 20 minutes, 37 seconds with a boot to the face and a jackknife power bomb. Also at ringside, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the guest timekeeper and Nicholas Turo was the guest ring announcer. <laughs> this, this oddly enough, was voted match of the year by the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and was given four stars by Uncle Dave Meltzer.
0: It was a great one. Oh, well, match! I it, mean.
1: it was really good. But match of the year? Like we went well, through '95. Can, can you tell me what else it could have been then? Diesel versus Brett is up there. Uh, is it I better mean, than were, this? Uh, I don't know. It, it. I mean, again, it. You know, it's, it's all subjective, obviously, but. I don't know if WCW had anything that could compete quality-wise with with at I'm least sure big time. I'm sure there was
0: something on, on on uncensored that was probably up there that can compete because usually they no, knocked it out of the park with uncensored. So.
1: Oh yeah, and that that was the show that you know almost basically went head to head with WrestleMania. So. So you, hey, you wanted a really bad show around this time. No, you get two really bad shows around this time. Are, aren't you happy?
0: I feel blessed by the wrestling gods.
1: <laughs> by the way, Nicholas Turturro at this time was on NYPD Blue as Dr. James Martinez. So that was a huge show back in the 90s for all you youngins. Uh, He's now dude. known as
0: the guy, Brucey in the longest show that couldn't <laughs> kick a football. and, uh, and That was yeah. cheating on his wife with... Uh... I'll say transgender people
1: that's yeah, just drag guys in drag uh, yeah, that's, yeah. W- was it tracy morgan was the one it was yeah okay yeah. <laughs> that makes it funnier that's the only thing i know him from because i was too young to know nypd blue but
0: i think my mom watched it so that's why i knew who he was
1: yeah i'm sure i mean if a lot of people back in the 90s watched it back then again like today you're inundated with content if somebody says hey have you seen such and such show there's a at least a 50 percent chance they have not back then it was like hey have you seen such and sh- such show most people if it was a big enough show everybody was watching it either way moving on on the first monday night raw after wrestlemania Shawn michaels went off on psycho sid for not helping him beat diesel sid snapped and powerbombed Shawn three times before diesel ran down to chase sid off uh this You would not would... know
0: what happened though because this all happened during a break.
1: Yeah. That's That uh... really
0: made me mad when I was
1: a kid. Yeah, it all happened during a break. Just like what's with Diesel's most like biggest moments not being televised?
0: <laughs> Does it help the argument that he wasn't a draw?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh let's have you win every title on a house show. Oh yeah, because you know that's that's a way to get you over. Hey, let's uh let's have you you know, to start this new feud and a commercial break, you know, because, again, that'll get you over. Like, what the hell, man? But uh, this would sideline Shawn Michaels for six weeks, taking him out of an announced rematch with Diesel at the upcoming In Your House event. So, yeah, this, uh, this came up. According to Bruce Prichard, this all happened because they kept trying to— uh, Pat Patterson and Bruce Prichard apparently kept telling— uh, Vince they're like he's a baby face we need to make him a baby face and Vince put his foot down and said that little bastard will never be a baby face and then after Wrestlemania he gets in the limo with them and he's like god dang it guys why didn't you tell me we had a baby face on our hands <laughs> and he said him and Pat looked at each other like did we take some drugs and forget he's like we've been telling you this for months like what the hell and he said and Vince acted like oh I came up with it on my own he's a baby face now and he's like, and, and we couldn't do a slow burn. It's like, nope, he's gotta to turn tomorrow night. I was like, well, I guess we're gonna be up all night rewriting T V. But I think it worked out, out well though, for Sean. I think. <laughs> Yeah, right. It all worked out for Sean. And he wouldn't turn heel again until DX. Yep. Yeah. So he was babyface for quite a while.
0: I mean, yes, but did he? I mean, there were people that were not gonna boo him. I mean, I know in theory he was a heel, but
1: he's a heel <laughs> Came out of a green spray-painted box.
0: No, that's over, dude. It Can't be over. It can't be. Uh, you're not automatically over anymore when you come out of a box. No. Oh. Thanks a lot, Chris Statlander.
1: No, she's Chris Flatliner now. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, Doctor Death Steve Williams had missed the Tokyo Dome show, and word was that he was back in the U.S. for a family medical situation for of some kind. But then it turned out, or turned into a six-month suspension and then a one-year suspension, and then rumors became that he was fired from All Japan completely and would be shortly jumping to either WWF or New Japan. The WWF is said to be very interested in him as a top heel challenger to Diesel. Spoiler, didn't happen.
0: <laughs> They're interested in him a lot in uh, in, in the 90s.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like... Uh, I, I don't know how that match would have been. I mean it would have been better than him versus Mabel.
0: What the hell is that saying?
1: Yeah, it's not really saying anything. I mean, you've made it clear. You're not a Dr. Death fan. No, I'm, I
0: never was. I just, I I never saw it. Hmm. Sorry.
1: I think he's okay. I, I I was never like, oh man, he's awesome. Some of his stuff in Japan was pretty damn good, but that's legit. legitimately just him beating the crap out of other people. So I don't know. Here's I'm one
0: boomer sooner, man.
1: Good Lord. Uh, Diesel was scheduled to defend his title against Bam Bam Bigelow, a member of the Million Dollar Corporation Stable, after a confrontation between the two on Action Zone, which I forgot was a thing. Then on Wrestling Challenge, Bigelow was noticeably snubbed by the corporation. A match between Psycho Sid and Diesel was scheduled for In Your House, in which Sid could uh, potentially face Diesel for the WWF Championship, depending on whether he retained or lost his title against Bigelow. On Raw, Sid said that he was unhappy about the stipulation, as it meant that if Bigelow won, Sid would not get a shot at the title. Uh, Diesel retained the title, and then the corporation turned on Bigelow, with Tatanka tripping Bigelow as he ran off the ropes, leading to a Diesel win. After the match, Bigelow was insulted by Ted DiBiase and attacked by the corporation. Uh, Diesel came back out to help Bam Bam, in Sid's match with Razor Ramon on, on that same uh, Raw... Uh, Diesel came to the ring, or I guess this was a later Raw. Either way, Diesel came to the ring and Sid took off. The following week on Raw, Dibiase revealed that he and Sid had been working together for quite a while, admitting that it was him who told Shawn Michaels to go get or to get a new bodyguard. So to break this down, basically, just because there's a lot to unpack with this, uh, basically... So, Bam Bam, like we just talked about, Bam Bam got kicked out of the Million Dollar Corporation, uh, and then...
0: No, remember he said, you can't fire me, I quit.
1: Oh, I don't remember that part, okay. Um, He
0: was very adamant about that. (laughs) Okay. You can't fire me, I quit.
1: Well, they cost him his title shot, they got... uh, Opportunity? God dang it, pal. His championship opportunity, because, you know, people talk like that in real life. And... Uh Sid slipped in there. Now he's gonna get the title match against Big Daddy Cool at In Your House. And the million and and so Teddy Biassi reveals that it was him all along, Austin. He uh he had talked Sean into getting Sid as his new bodyguard, I guess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to get all this hammered out here. But uh, continuing on here with the, with Raw, Raw continues to smash ratings records, doing its all time high for the Bam Bam versus Diesel title match on April twenty fourth, the three point nine rating or two point twenty eight million homes. Not just sounds bad. Weird. <laughs> well, getting a three point nine rating.
0: No, that that match was the one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Apparently they were doing gangbuster numbers around this time, according to this, because it says it continues to smash ratings records. So, and keep in mind, people, at this time, Raw was only one hour long. Now it's effing three hours long. And that's on top of, like, a million other shows that, that WWE does.
0: And I watch them all. What's your point?
1: <laughs> you, do you watch main event? Mm. When it's on. Oh, man. Uh, on house shows leading Did up to... Did I offend to... you? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't know anybody watched that. So... On house shows leading up to In Your House, by the way, Diesel repeatedly squashed Sid and matches, usually in a matter of seconds or just over five minutes. You know, I and look. I know they're house shows; they're not on TV. But if you want to get everybody prepared for this big title match at the next pay per view, well, you gotta have the champion go out and squash the guy, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but who's watching?
1: Yeah, well, we at got like
0: this time, five people there.
1: Yeah, at this time, apparently, house shows weren't doing great, so. Uh, at the first ever In Your House, yes, In Your House 1, uh, Diesel defeated Psycho Sid with Ted DiBiase via disqualification at 1129 when Tataka interfered and broke Diesel's cover after Diesel hit him, or hit a jackknife powerbomb. Uncle Dave gave this match three-quarters of a star, so the whole thing sucked. After the match, Tataka and DiBiase assaulted Diesel, and Sid attempted the powerbomb, but... Bam Bam Bigelow came out and made the save, clearing the heels from the ring. So Diesel, or excuse me, Bam Bam is a full-fledged babyface at this point. It was really weird
0: seeing him as a babyface because my whole life I had known him as the big bad heel.
1: Right, yeah. And here he would get a new attire. He would come out shooting fire from his freaking wrists. That was weird. And
0: randomly using Lawrence Taylor's WrestleMania
1: theme. (laughs) Was was that what Lawrence Taylor came out to? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so effing strange. Yeah, because I know the beginning of his theme still said Bam Bam and then it went into some like other song. I'm like this does not fit him at all. I just remember he had this whole like he had these things on his wrist that shot fire and he'd come to the ring and he would do this little like pump kick thing and then put his fists up in the air and shoot fire. <sighs> it's so freaking yeah, sell, sell, some, sell some merch, right? Yeah, you got to sell them kids some little fireball shooters.
0: Yeah, what, kid, what, what parent wouldn't want their kid playing with that?
1: Damn straight. But yeah, in your house, one that was the one. Let's uh, say Conrad said he likes messing with people because somebody asked him and was like, "Oh, what are you watching?" He said, "In your house." He was like, "Oh, which one?" He said, "In your house." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? He was like, "Just in your house." <laughs> He said there was no tagline, there was no number, it was just in your house. That's all it was. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, they gave away a house on the show. It was who who is it? Uh, Todd Todd Pettingill and who is it, Stephanie something or other? Stephanie Wyon, yes. Yeah, Stephanie Wyan, yeah. Who got
0: name dropped at the last in your house they just did uh, for NXT.
1: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and they gave uh they gave they gave away a house in Florida. I think you had told me at one point they foreclosed upon that house. <laughs>
0: Uh, I guess, according to Pritchard, whoever won it, they didn't want it, so they didn't keep it, so.
1: So. Because they didn't want to,
0: they they just moved to Vegas, I think he said, and they didn't want to move to Florida, so.
1: Wow. So, did they basically just enter in the contest to get a free house to sell?
0: I guess so.
1: And if, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you had told me at one point, while this was going on, there was a hurricane hitting where that house was sitting.
0: Yeah, it almost destroyed the house. That's what Richard <laughs> said.
1: But moving on here, on the May 15th e- edition of Raw, Teddy DiBiase proposed a match at King of the Ring between Diesel and Bam Bam Bigelow versus Sid and Tatanka. On the May 22nd edition of Raw... Ass seats right there, man. <laughs> hey, I like all four of them, guys. I think you do, too. But yeah, it's the hell met, <laughs> at King of the Ring. Yeah. This And keep in mind, this was like the fifth this of like... Was-
0: this was the Mabel King of the Ring, by the way. So
1: <laughs> I know. How do we make this one better? Here's a this. fun
0: game. Here's a fun game. Find the redeeming quality of that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it hey, uh if, if I had to pick anything, it would be Savio Vega. And yeah. I that that tells you right there, and I'm not, you know, crapping on Savio. But when Savio Vega PR. is the shining light of the but when, <laughs> when Savio Vega's the shining light of the show, something's wrong. All right. He was a good wrestler, but Seriously, did anybody ever pay to see him? Asses? Like, seats? Dude, Savio Vega's on the show? I gotta get a ticket now. Look, there might be actually
0: someone or a, a part of Puerto Rico that's actually said those words, so.
1: Tread yeah, yeah, that's true. Where I can't remember where this King of the Ring was, but I'm going to assume it's in a place where— I think it was—was was it Philadelphia? Well, uh, that is correct. I'll pull oh, your man.
0: shirt off when you send that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Man, uh, yeah, this King of the Ring was just uh, bowling shoe ugly. And then on the May 22nd edition of Raw, Shawn Michaels returned from his injury. He defeated King Kong Bundy in a King of the Ring tournament qualifying match. Uh, I I was today years old when I, now, when I found out that Shawn Michaels ever faced King Kong Bundy.
0: <laughs> if I remember correctly, it was a semi-fun match.
1: I'd have to check that out. I, I'm, I'm, I've got a perverse like curiosity for this one now. I gotta look that up. But during this time, Diesel suffered a legitimate elbow injury, but was able to compete at King of the Ring. To explain the injury, footage was shown on the May 29th edition of Raw of Sid perform, performing a choke slam and powerbomb on Diesel at In Your House One.
0: So I totally remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just laugh now because looking back, I was like, man, I was hook, line, and sinker on that one, dude.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, because they were like, oh, here's where it hurt. And it's like all it was was him taking a standard bump where you put your 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 arms hit.
0: Yeah, but the way they showed it though, I mean, it's oh plausible. yeah. Well, you know, the well the it cool thing like out there, like no effing way.
1: Oh well, yeah, for sure, and especially with his size and everything, you could see it. That's why I mean, even when I looked back, I was like, is that how he hurt himself? I, like. I... I don't know because yeah it, I mean luckily for that I mean that was creative but if anybody looks the standard way you're supposed to take a bump anybody if somebody gets an elbow injury you can point point at that and be like oh well look look at right there I legitimately tore up my elbow one time t- taking bumps the wrong, the wrong way so uh but I must yeah
0: I was Bruce Prichard
1: yeah probably uh, because of Diesel's injury, the storyline was uh, never got any further buildup until the actual pay-per-view. Oh, darn.
0: <laughs> it was going to be a hot sh- uh, setup, too.
1: Yeah. Well, Diesel actually underwent surgery on May 25th with Dr. James Andrews to remove bone spurs from his elbow. But he'll be back in time for the King of the Ring. And he was, you know, because that's going to save the show, Greg.
0: I oh, just thank God he's going to be there in time for the great SummerSlam match that we know is coming.
1: Well, damn straight, man. But at the King of the Ring, Diesel and Bam Bam Bigelow defeated the team of Psycho Sid and Tatanka with Ted DiBiase in their corner in about 17 and a half minutes. When Diesel pinned Tatanka with the jackknife powerbomb after Sid walked out of the match, Uncle Dave gave this match a star and a half. I I can't believe that he, he only gave it a star and a half. I mean, I was thinking like four stars here.
0: I don't remember being that bad. I don't remember being that good either, but I don't know. I don't want to trash on the idiot until I go see it myself.
1: I try not to. Well, I
0: mean, watch it back myself. I try, I just, I can't place the matches like this that don't matter. I'm sorry, this match did not matter. Like When, I was, talking, when I was thinking about this show, I was like, the only thing about the matches
1: that mattered. This I think event we're, didn't matter. I
0: think we're coming up on one here in a second.
1: <laughs> was this the same show where one, two, three kid was wearing a kimono? or something
0: that was WrestleMania 11 I want to say
1: okay yeah I can't I can't remember I knew he was turning heel on razor at some point around here
0: I think it happens in uh, October
1: all right well either way this uh, this whole show is was, was crap so nothing really memorable here but real quick before we get into uh, more here on on the 19 the the trip through 1995 with uh, Big Daddy Cool. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into more of uh, the goodness that was diesel in '95. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod, on Twitter at main event underscore marks, and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. We're brothers. You spell it with a K. So, mate, take
1: it easy. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. And we're back. And we're back. This is post-King of the Ring 1995. A rematch between Diesel and Sid was scheduled for the second in-your-house pay-per-view in the form of a lumberjack match. In the following weeks both.
0: <laughs> and it's called In Your
1: House to the Lumberjacks. <laughs> yep. How did they not have Big Josh on the show? Where was he? <laughs> he was I think he Yeah, he quit, I think, at this point. I think Doink was being played by Ray Apollo, maybe? Uh yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't think he was in WWF at this point. <laughs> that would have been that would have been hilarious. So they're like, hey, for one night only, the return of Big Josh.
0: Didn't he uh, have a WrestleMania match with uh, Ricky Steamboat? So he's got that on his credit.
1: Wait a minute. Doink the Clown had a WrestleMania match with...
0: I'm pretty sure they wrestled at WrestleMania 1 or 2. One of those.
1: Oh, yeah. I think I remember. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, he was just that so, born. He's got that going for him. And... Yeah. And then he would come back years later as a clown. How about that? <laughs> but... In... But in the following weeks, both rivals chose 14 Lumberjacks who would surround the ring during the match. Each got to pick seven, by the way.
0: Coincidentally, like Diesel only picked good guys, and, and DiBiase picked bad guys for Sid. I, it was weird.
1: How'd yeah, work it's, a, out? it's a weird coincidence, kind of like how the, the heels always win the coin toss for the, uh, the War Games match. It's just it's weird Well, I think last
0: works. year, the women on NXT, the faces won that, so...
1: Yeah, that was, I think that was the first time in history they ever gave <laughs> it to the babyfaces. <laughs> Or, excuse me, they didn't give it to him. They they legitimately won. That was a real coin toss all above board here, all right? And it's always been. The the horsemen are like... <laughs> they they are like uh, a million and oh in those coin tosses.
0: I want to go to Vegas with them, man.
1: I know, right? You got the alimony pony by your side. Well, you know, uh, back... If anybody remembers at WrestleMania 11, the... You try not per-
0: to, but yes... <laughs>
1: Uh, Special Olympian Kathy Huey sang a rendition of America the Beautiful. So she did. OK, so she did sing that. Oh, she the did event, sing America the Beautiful. OK. Yeah. I couldn't uh, place she,
0: the words, honestly, because this is not a knock on her. I, I don't listen to, like opera, but I feel like she was doing like an operatic voice. And yeah.
1: That's, that's why, what it I kind guess, of why I like. couldn't
0: understand the words.
1: Yeah. And the advertised band that she replaced was Fishbone.
0: Fishbone, yes. Uh, don't. We We probably got off easy. With that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can uh, they're a fusion of – because I don't know who they are. They're a fusion of ska, punk, funk, metal, reggae, and soul. Mother of God.
0: See, I, I, I've heard of them, so I knew who they were. That's why I was like, yeah, we got off easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't name a single one of their frickin' songs. I it just, I've What's never your favorite
0: Fishbone song?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, that uh, the, the, the one that went full uh, – it, it went certified aluminum. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, so they've been doing a lot of work with the Special Olympics uh, in this year. Diesel, Lex Luger, Davey Boy Smith, the 123 Kid, Aldo Montoya, Savio Vega, Dink, and others were part of the opening of the Special Olympics in July. (sighs) Listen to that lineup, man. Like, it was fine until I hit Aldo Montoya, and I was like, what the—and then I said, Dink. Like, what?
0: Dink, I, I can understand. I mean, you know, Special Olympics, and they I,
1: yeah, I guess trying
0: to tread softly. I don't know if people think I'm being offensive, but they probably love Dink. Okay, he was a clown. Okay, that's
1: the little clown. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't send Wink and Pink and whatever else.
0: No, they only really booked the once.
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, it, I know. And in your house too, King Mabel, who was. A Sid-chosen lumberjack actually attacked Diesel on the outside of the ring. After a Sid powerbomb, Sid high-fived his lumberjacks, giving Diesel plenty of time to recover and kick out at two, thus making Sid look like an idiot.
0: That's Uh, not what makes Sid look like an idiot,
1: dude. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Diesel eventually hit a big boot to win. Yes, he hit a big boot to win. Uh, Not to get
0: ahead, but uh, there's two pay-per-views in a row where he does not use the jackknife to win.
1: Yeah, that's that true. In a minute. <laughs> uh, Uncle Dave only gave us a half a star.
0: I thought it was way better than the first one. I'm not saying that, you not know, saying much, but
1: didn't I say the first one only got a quarter of a star?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, hey, it so went up. You're a telling whole, me it went up? <laughs> yeah, it went up a whole quarter of a star, man. There you go. We're, you know, we're going up. You know, so that's always a good sign. Could have been a dud. Uh, on the August 7th, edition, Trust me, it was a dud, but basically. yeah, I hated this match, to be honest with you. And you know, you can see they were setting up Mabel and Diesel, it's just like, uh, but on the August 7th episode of Monday Night Raw, Diesel faced Sir Mo, which I'm sure just tore the house down.
0: That's, that's a real match, <laughs> uh,
1: yep. Unfortunately, uh, Mabel appeared at ringside, distracting Diesel uh, after Diesel won the match. Mabel attacked him with a clothesline and a leg drop. Mabel then attacked Shawn Michaels on the last raw before SummerSlam. Vince oh, McMahon. man. Yeah. Oh, what? I I coming. Vince McMahon interviewed Diesel about a SummerSlam title defense against King Mabel. Halfway through the interview, Davy Boy Smith appeared and suggested that he and Diesel team up for a, uh, for a match against Men on a Mission, which were Mabel and Moe. During the match, however, Smith turned on Diesel and sided with Men on a Mission, Leading to a three-on-one assault of Diesel. Uh, I remember
0: this. I was like heartbroken, man.
1: Just, just why? <laughs> I, I know they were setting up this, this next opponent. To this
0: day, I don't remember. I don't even know the reason for it. Because they, him and Luger were still the allied powers, and
1: yeah, for like another minute.
0: <laughs> no, no, I mean at this point.
1: Uh, I don't know yeah, yeah. do not but well, my. My thing was, with them doing this with Davey, they clearly were not looking at Mabel for a long term. They were like, look, we got to get through this. Should they happen? No, but it's just like, you're setting this up. You clearly wanted this to happen. And then at the last second, you're like, nah, it's going to suck. We don't want it. So you're just like powering through it. Like, whatever, man. I don't was know. That fun- <laughs> Maybe. Uh, at SummerSlam, Diesel pinned King Mabel with Sir Moe with a forearm off the top at 9 minutes, 15 seconds. In Lex Luger's f- uh, final WWF appearance, he attacked Moe, running him from ringside. This match only drew a half a star from Uncle Dave.
0: Yeah,
1: well, he was generous. So, so he gave this a half a star, and Sid Diesel won, got a quarter of a star. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this match sucked so bad. It was just.
0: It was also the, uh, you know, the when Diesel got legit hurt. Not that that would have made it any better, but that didn't oh, help.
1: Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> that's actually the the since since he mentioned it here, uh, Diesel is out with an injury from King Mabel's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real sentence. <laughs> <laughs> when Mabel did the sit-down splash at SummerSlam, it severely bruised Dave, Diesel's abdomen, and he'll be out until mid-September. Holy cow! How how do you explain that, man? How do hey, you keep uh,
0: your job when you just damn near cripple the world champion?
1: I know, it's like, hey, uh, how did he hurt him? Or well, he, uh, or or no, he he somebody'd be like, well, how'd the world champion get hurt? Oh, a big fat guy sat on him.
0: <laughs> he crushed him, dude
1: yeah wait so you you mean we almost had a revolting blob situation
0: no you didn't (laughs) sit on his head at least
1: yeah yeah that's (laughs) yeah at least good lord
0: you just got two billy madison references in
1: this podcast good job damn straight i did (laughs) (laughs) Then all right uh since Uh, we just correct uh, that is correct gotta take my wife beat her off again uh, but since we are now... I'm waiting for the pictures. <laughs> since we are now through SummerSlam, we're going to take another quick break here. When we come back, we will dive into our March to In Your House 3, right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at facebook.com forward slash main event pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Fubo TV offers you live sports and TV without the overpriced cable. Fubo TV offers 100 channels, live and on demand, plus over 130 streaming in 4K, and a cloud DVR is included. The Fubo TV app is available on all smart devices, so you can watch what you want when you want. There are no hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. Cut the cord and sign up for your free trial at Fubo.tv today. Fubo TV is a sponsor of the main event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we're back, and it's time for the season premiere of Raw. It's going to feature a new opening in which several wrestlers, including Diesel, battle on the roof of Titan Tower. Lex Luger was actually— Can, I, can I just oh. say
0: I loved this opening?
1: Oh, yeah, it was sweet. I mean, very well done, uh, very original. I liked it. Raw had some really good openings back in the 90s. Now it's just, I mean, it's, you know, CGI and everything. It's it's very sleek looking, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, back,
0: I mean, just like everything in Hollywood, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, like back then, they, I mean, I remember when the ring ropes were on fire and they were battling it out inside of a freaking warehouse and crap. That
0: was badass.
1: Hell yeah, that was, I love that. You had legit explosions and everything going off all around. It was, I'm like, damn, like, that used to get me pumped for Raw. Now it's like, eh, I mean, it's cool, but you know, it's, it's just a show open. But this uh, this actually included Lex Luger as one of the wrestlers, and he had to be cut from the opening as he showed up on WCW Monday Nitro before this even aired. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Bruce Pritchard going on about this on his podcast. He He said, he told Vince he's like he won't sign the contract. We don't have him locked down. Let's cut him from the from the shoot. And Vince was like, "No, just just put him in there." Does yeah, he just just got to have him in the shoot. And he's like, "I really don't think it's a good idea." He's like, "Just do it." And he did it. And then boom, he's on Nitro. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure he got paid well to fake fight on top of a roof. <laughs> <sighs> But it was announced on TV at this time that all four WWF champions would face each other at the next In Your House event, putting all of the titles on the line.
0: Okay, so this is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this show, because this was like, this was like a big moment. I had never seen it before. It was like,
1: oh, yeah, the is kind of other.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like legit excited for this event when it aired.
1: When you think about it logically, it's a little weird, Um, like uh, some like when you think about just how everything's working, because then you know, at, at some point, because wasn't the rule like whoever pinned whatever champion, you get that title. Yeah. OK, so
0: I'm thinking Yokozuna is going to pin Diesel and get the title back. That's what I was thinking going into this.
1: Yeah, well, and but then you also got to think it's like, why would Owen just let him win the world title? Yeah, and why yeah, would, and why and would
0: either that? one of them... Why, I remember, why would either one of them go after Michael's IC title? <laughs> so, yeah. The world title's right there, so...
1: I know. It's like, both of them are going to be gunning for Diesel. but Like, clearly. But I,
0: but I just remember just, watching this and having goosebumps over who was going to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it like really could have been any I of gave, them.
0: All the crap I gave 95, like, I forget, moments like this. Like, legit gave me goosebumps.
1: I feel like TNA repeated this kind of... Stuff like yeah, a I couple of Kurt times. I
0: think Kurt Angle did it right.
1: Yeah, I remember there was a time where Kurt Angle like won every title. Some uh, didn't didn't he win it and then Smokey Joe beat him and then held every title. Uh, um, or vice versa. I don't remember.
0: I don't remember that part, but I do remember Jay Lethal beating him for the oh, title. And,
1: yeah, that's like, right. Because oh, yeah, because I think Joe did it and then Kurt beat Joe for all the belts and then Kurt lost every. Yeah, yeah, he beat him for all after. of them.
0: Except for the world title which Kurt already had. That's what it was.
1: Yeah. So alright, that was it. And then uh yeah, and then he lost one by one. Bobby Lashley also did it. I, I don't know if you remember that. He held all the titles for like a minute. This story I, ah.
0: I might have uh, already been checked out of by then.
1: Yeah, I think it was in twenty fifteen, I wanna say. Maybe twenty fourteen, somewhere around there. Well, this story, I actually wanted to get to this one because it's funny, and I had to throw it in there. It's been talked about on multiple shoot interviews. On a September 15th house show from Montreal, Quebec, Diesel wrestled Jean-Pierre Lafitte to a double countout. This compromise was made because Lafitte, who some of you may know as pierre Carl Roulette or uh, PCO, he said that he can't lose in Montreal and was a bigger star than Diesel in Montreal diesel disagreed pushing for lafitte to take the jackknife and lose lafitte threatened to quit on the spot saying that he'd rather lose his job than his drawing power in montreal the situation got so bad that vince was called at home to personally negotiate with lafitte which resulted in a double count out finish instead <laughs> good lord this what is, is it real, with
0: I these want. canadians like uh oh, i can't lose here like, i don't understand your logic
1: there dude and this is in 95. Like, nobody's going to s- stop going to see the pirate because he lost to, to the world champion on a house show. Uh, you just
0: imply that people are going to see the pirates.
1: Yeah. Well, that's well, that's why nobody's going to stop going because they didn't go in the first place. Uh, but the show only drew 5,800 people, by the way. Oh, after... yeah. He's a
0: real star. Wow, yeah. 5,800 whole people.
1: Well, and what made it worse. Whole 5,800.
0: 5, after... Sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, what made this worse was this was after Jacques Rougeau had basically promised a 10,000-person sellout. The next night in Quebec City, Lafitte lost clean to Diesel. Hmm. So there you go. So you know, Quebec City, whatever, f them, That's down the road. But here in Montreal, no, nah, we got to do things my way.
0: God, it's hard ah. to see why he's, he was not a big star with WWE.
1: Yeah, I remember Diesel talking about this where he said they got into an argument and he's like, well, I'm a big, I'm a bigger starter here than you. And he was like, F you, you take my finish and you get pinned. And he's like, get paid. Yeah, right. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the crowd will be, uh, you know, 90, 10 me, you know. And then he's like, "Uh, nah." he's like, I'm the world champion. You're you're going to lose. And of course, you know, Sean, he said, Sean was right there stirring the pot, too. And he's like, you're gonna just let him not take your finish. Everybody else is good enough to take the jackknife. Why can't he do it? And then he said they get out there, and the crowd's like cheering him. He said he's he's got uh, Lafitte in in like a headlock on the on the mat, and he leans in. He's like, sounds about seventy thirty me. You want to change that finish? <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
0: But uh, I just laugh because I don't remember um, many other. Uh, countrymen saying, "I'm losing in this country because I'm from here." How many times did Regal lose in 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 uh in Britain? You know,
1: yeah,
0: how many times right. has Muda and and uh, Okada lost in Japan? Don't give me that crap.
1: Yeah, well, it's 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 kind of the I mean, it's the reverse of this, but it's kind of like the uh the guys like uh they said Gordy and uh S- S- Doctor Death and there were a couple. Oh, uh Dan Spivey was another one. I, and there were a couple others but they're like, "Well, we we can't lose these big matches." And I I know they said that was a problem with Vader when he came to WWF. He was like, "Well, I can't lose these these big marketed matches because, you know, that'll hurt my drawing power in Japan." And they're like, "You don't work in Japan anymore. You work here."
0: Basically planning to already not be there at some point.
1: Yeah, that's not a good well, look. I know. Well, they said that was one one problem they had with Vader cuz he was supposed to lose to, to Ultimate Warrior clean. And instead, he just left the ring and walked to the back. And they basically told him, they're like, you get out there and you do your job or you're fired. So he went out there and then purposely got counted out and then walked out. And they're like, that's not what we told you to do. And he's like, well, I can't lose to the Ultimate Warrior in a house show match, by the way, because, you know, the publications over in Japan will just grill me. Did they have a deal with Hot Topic? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, dude, first of all, it's a house show. Second of all, who cares what the publications over in Japan say? Nobody cares. Nobody cares, bro. Bro, it's Japanese magazines, bro. Nobody cares.
0: You might have had a point on that going off.
1: Yeah, on that one, yeah. Good grief! But anyway, we're finally here at In Your House Three Triple Header. Finally, Three, three championships were on the line: Diesel's WWF World Heavyweight Title. Shawn Michaels, WWF intercontinental title and Yokozuna and Owen Hart's world tag team titles. If Diesel had been had uh, had been pinned, he would have lost the world heavyweight title. If Michaels had been pinned, he'd have lost the intercontinental title. And if either one of the tag champs lost, then, you know, they lose the tag belts. By the way, <laughs> uh, but on the night of the show, the WWF announced that the British Bulldog had to replace Owen Hart in the match as Hart was with his wife at the hospital as she was giving birth to their second child. Near the end of the match, it was revealed that this was just a storyline as Owen Hart rushed to the ring in full wrestling gear and interfered in the match. Moments later, Diesel pinned Owen Hart to win the match and supposedly win the tag team championships. Uncle Dave gave this three stars, and on Monday Night Raw, the team had to relinquish the titles because, quote, Owen was not the legal man
0: i was so so, I was so pissed at that
1: dude yeah i mean first of all as let's look at this as as you from a, a kid's perspective first and then to now as a kid watching it live like did you you saw this match live right Mhm. okay what what did you think about that
0: i just i was like he well he's technically the champion he lost therefore they lost I was like, he came in, he got involved, therefore he's now part of the match.
1: Yeah, I just felt like, I don't know. Then again, I didn't watch live. I was watching it, you know, in retrospect. So in retrospect, I mean, were you kind of on the same same wavelength as me where it's like, what the hell kind of finish is this?
0: Eh, maybe a little bit. I feel I like they. Book... I thought it was a fun, something original, so I was, you yeah, know, there's
1: that. I just feel like the... They booked themselves into a corner where it's like, we want to put all the titles on the line, but we don't want to have every, like, we yeah. don't want to switch any okay. titles. It's like, how, how do we do this? We promise this match. We have to have it. Oh, I know. We'll give a screwed finish. Like, what? I mean, you could have just had a DQ or something. Like, I, I don't know. But on September 25th, the British Bulldog lost a match to the Undertaker by disqualification as he kept attacking his opponent, which led to Diesel running to the ring and chasing the Bulldog off. Two weeks later, Bulldog pinned Diesel during a six-man tag team match, earning a title shot in the process. I got a title shot and a six-man tag, eh? Hey, see. Whatever. Uh, but we are now at In Your House for the Great White North. By the way, all these In Your Houses were named in, like, retrospect. They didn't have names going into them. It was just In Your House 4, I think. This Uh, one was definitely
0: The Great White North. I remember the promotion for
1: it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think, was this... uh, Because I I know the first couple, like the Lumberjacks, I don't think they called it that until... That
0: one, yeah, it was definitely after.
1: Yeah. The third one, I can't remember if they actually called it Triple Header going into it.
0: They were or, calling the match know. that on during the promotion for the event, but I don't know if they call it the event that.
1: Yeah, I think they just said, ah, it's no longer a tagline. Now it's just the damn name of the show. But either way, uh, Brett joined the commentary team for this match, uh, for the main event match, rather, between Diesel and the British Bulldog. I need
0: it to pushed... point out, by the way, this is in Canada, and he's not on the card. I just laughed at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why would you put Bret Hart on the card in Canada, Greg? That's stupid.
0: I don't know. doing fantasy football <laughs> like... here,
1: yeah, that'd be, that'd be like, uh, you, you know, put if you went to Japan and you put Shinsuke Nakamura on the card, that would just be stupid and wouldn't make any sense.
0: Can't be having stuff make sense now.
1: Yeah, right. But anyway, uh, it was the main event match between Diesel and British Bulldog, and he was pushing the fact that Bret was next in line for the championship. In the end, Bret Hart Ended up uh, hitting the British Bulldog, causing the champion to get disqualified, losing the match, but not the title. So if you're keeping track, that's two screwed finishes in a row on two pay-per-views in matches involving Diesel. Afterwards, Diesel attacked Brent in retaliation. Uncle Dave gave this match one star. I don't remember it being that bad. Nah, I I would have given it at least two stars, I believe. I'd, I'd have to go back. Because I know you and I watched this match like yeah. eons ago, but I don't remember. You mind I Before anyone says star.
0: anything, we did not make this episode with match ratings in mind. So before anyone says. Right. Uh, yeah,
1: I did. Yeah, this I did not go back and watch any of this. I've seen it all in the past. I remember most of it. I don't remember what the hell star ratings I would have given it. So that was not a plan of this. But on the October 30th edition of Monday Night Raw, the WWF President Gorilla Monsoon signed a WWF World Heavyweight Championship match between Diesel and Bret Hart to take place at Survivor Series. Diesel and Hart had faced off for the title two times before. First at the 1994 King of the Ring, Bret defeated, or excuse me, defended against Diesel and lost by DQ when his cornerman Jim Neidhart interfered to break up a potential pin. Uh, I don't remember that match, do you?
0: I do, yeah. It was all swerved to get... Uh, and then um, Anvil joined Owen at the end when he won the King of the Ring.
1: Oh, okay. Was that? A, do you remember if that was a, another good match between these two? That oh, it, it was really was. good, yeah. Okay, I'll have to go back and check that one out. Uh, earlier in 1995 at the Royal Rumble, as we mentioned earlier, Diesel made the first pay-per-view defense of his title against Hart, but the match ended in the no contest after Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart, and Bob Backlund all interfered. Uh, with those two matches both ending in disqualifications, Monsoon added a no disqualification stipulation to the rematch. Looking at it from that perspective, that is, I think, pretty cool. Because yeah. like, hey, within the last two years, you guys only had two matches, but both of them ended in DQs. So this one, there has, that's a nice little touch, I feel.
0: It was. I remember going into this match. I feel like in my heart, I knew Diesel was going to lose. I don't remember why. I just knew he was gonna lose.
1: Man, yeah. And and you think a year from now he'd be changing the business?
0: Like, yeah, not even a year, right?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. We're past couple, the yeah a the couple year of point months, though. right? Here's a weird little thing. Uh, uh, you you'll, wow, you'll probably remember this show, but Diesel was on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous in November.
0: I do remember this.
1: I can't remember the dude's name who hosted the show, but I just remember he had Robin, like an iconic. Robin Leach. Yeah, and he had like such an iconic voice too. I remember that. Everybody back in during that time period always had a, uh, uh, always had a, an impression of him. <laughs>
0: that that was back in the day where. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams.
1: Yeah, that that was it. That was back in the day where people actually wanted to see how the other how the other side lived, and they didn't get angry about it. <laughs> Uh, but in their Survivor Series match, Diesel famously threw Bret Hart through the Spanish announce table. Diesel rolled Hart's into... time ever, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. I, I knew it was famous uh, for something involving that table. Uh, but Diesel rolled Hart into the ring and tried to hit a jackknife powerbomb, but Hart was almost knocked out and collapsed. Diesel tried to pick him up again for the jackknife, but but Hart had been playing possum and rolled Diesel into the small package, getting the pin and winning the championship. An angry Diesel looked towards the camera and shouted, Mother Effer! And then he hit two jackknife power bombs on Hart after the match, shouting, I'm back! Uncle Dave rated this match 3.5 stars. I feel like it was better than 3. Like, I don't know. He said their Royal Rumble match was better. I'm going to have to go back and watch them side by
0: side. I, but I think this match is way better.
1: That's what I thought, too. And yeah, um, no DQ, but the other one had a lot of bullcrap interference in it.
0: I did like the next the promo of the next night when he said, Big Daddy Cool's back. And then yeah. he said that same guy from Providence at the Royal Rumble, basically saying, oh, I'm a bad guy now <laughs> without saying it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. His whole attitude started to change around this time. Uh, the next night on Raw, Diesel cut a promo saying that he refused to apologize for attacking Bret Hart after the match at Survivor Series. He said he slept great last night for the first time in a year, and he actually smiled for the first time in a year. So he's going heel. And this would be the start of kind of the, the cool well, I, heels.
0: I find it funny he said that I smiled for the first time last night. But a couple of things. Number one, all he did was smile his face. And number two, um, <laughs> he made it a point to say when I held that title, I was forced to smile. But you just said smile the first time.
1: Yeah, did he mean legit? He should have threw in the word like legitimately smiled or, you know, something more realistic. But I don't know. Uh, Owen Hart announced an open challenge for In Your House Seasons Beatings coming up, and Diesel accepted. Diesel would go on to get uh, rough with the officials, break the rules, generally act like he didn't care about anyone or anything, and even got into a stare down with The Undertaker one week. I wonder where that's going to go. But closing in on the end here of 1995, at In Your House season's beatings, Owen Hart, with Jim Cornette in his corner, defeated Diesel via disqualification at about four and a half minutes. When Diesel opted not to pin Hart after hitting the powerbomb, shoved referee Tim White. That's not wise. No
0: wise, shoved so Tim White.
1: Exactly. He said, this is for you, Sean, and he hit a second powerbomb on Hart. Uh, moments later, Diesel motioned that he wanted back the WWF world title. Uh, Uncle Dave gave their season's beating match one and a half stars, saying that Owen carried Diesel. Of course he did.
0: I did love that he said, um, you know, he wanted the title back, and he made a whole spiel about how he didn't want the title because it made him miserable. <laughs> yeah. It's like I was kind of yeah. lost on a lot of these things. Like they were going yeah. back and forth. I
1: was like, what the hell are you doing, dude? <laughs> Why are you want? not? Yeah, it's like, what do you want? <laughs> Give me what I want. Wow, you brought that back. <laughs> During the main event of the show, it was announced that The Undertaker would challenge for the WWF World Heavyweight title at the 1996 Royal Rumble. After the match, Todd Pittengill conducted a backstage interview with Undertaker and Paul Bearer. Diesel interrupted, upset that he wasn't getting a shot, and he confronted The Undertaker. The closing of the show were the two men standing nose to nose.
0: And again, and, I wonder where that's going.
1: Right. A couple other things here to close the the year out. The next night on Raw, they conducted the Raw Bowl. Okay. Oh
0: God, I remember this crap.
1: Is this a tournament or something?
0: No, it was a match, and they were all dressed in football gear, and I couldn't even tell you what the rules were off the top of my head. It was so In December?
1: Uh, yeah. Doesn't even make any sense. <sighs> Whatever. Uh. D- I wonder if a football team owner pissed off Vince or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that guy cronky.
1: Yeah. Uh, but Diesel pinned King Mabel with Sir Mo in his corner in about eight seconds following a boot to the face. Yeah, because Diesel probably said, I ain't working with that fat ass again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, look, you know, rest in peace, Mabel. I, you know, we're not crapping on the dude. But after the match, Diesel hit the power bomb on Mo. Well, because he wasn't going to sure his crap wasn't going to get get Mabel's big ass up there. Uh, Jerry Lawler, man, how do you really
0: feel about this guy?
1: (laughs) The dude was like, what, 500 pounds? No way in hell that he was getting him up there. But Jerry Lawler then attempted to interview Diesel, but Diesel walked away or walked on past Lawler and he selected Ashley, the raw queen, to do the, the interview backstage. Do you remember this person? I do not. Yeah, I have to go back and watch that. That's weird. Uh, If anybody knows who the hell Ashley the Raw Queen is, um, hit us up on social media, I guess. That's something. But to close out 1995, Diesel wrestled against Bret Hart in in, uh, various cage matches on house shows. Each match ended the same with Bret escaping over the top before Diesel could exit through the door. I wonder where that would go. (laughs) But all right, man. Well, that does it for that. I guess we'll take our final break of the podcast. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's to come next week here on the podcast. We'll be right back. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Fanatics offers the world's largest collection of official sports apparel and gear from all the leagues, teams, and players that you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, NASCAR, soccer, and golf. They even offer esports gear for the gamers among us. You can shop by brand, sport, team, or player. And if you sign up for fan cash, you get exclusive weekly deals. So head on over to Fanatics.com today. Fanatics is a sponsor of the main event marks and unhinged sports network. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. And we are back. Obviously, there are no final ratings this time around because we didn't rate a show. We didn't watch a show. We uh, did something new. If you guys are liking what we're uh, if you're picking up what we're putting down here with this one, definitely let us know. We've got some more planned coming up. Uh, J- oh, uh, excuse- <laughs> wow. August uh, August bonus show is actually going to be an event, but it's I, I I'm going to say it's like a non canon to, to uh, you know, quote, a, a mutual friend of ours. It's, it's basically a non canon pay-per-view that didn't really advance any storylines in the company that it was in. It was just a quote unquote for fun pay-per-view. So that's how I get away with putting that in bonus. But in September, we are bringing you a, another timepiece bonus episode, and this one we'll have a lot of fun with. It's Vince Russo runs WCW into the ground. Yep. Oh, and uh, we're not going to be.
0: And this one,
1: yeah,
0: this one's well, going to be. More,
1: <laughs> we're not going to be laughs. covering. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's something. We're not going to be covering like all of Russo's run from beginning to end, but we're going to cover. Can we
0: decide on? the reboot to. Uh,
1: we had his, talked about what I was thinking was like when he first got there and he wasn't actually seen on camera, he was like the power that the powers that be or whatever.
0: Yeah, He was heard on camera.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's better.
0: Fun <laughs> fact, by the way, we'll get into this. I didn't realize uh, until recently I was at his very last show.
1: Yeah. I know you had that, that moment where like that moment of clarity where you're like, Oh my gosh, I was at history. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyway, so that does it for uh, that. We will be talking about that in September. But up next, to close out July, we have one show left on July 28th. We are covering WC, excuse me, WWE Money in the Bank 2011 for its 10-year anniversary. It's famously – it was advertised as going to be CM Punk's last WWE show, and he wrestled Cena in the main event for the WWE Championship. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to re-watching this one.
0: I – Full disclosure, i just rewatched mm it
1: mm-hmm.
0: i won't say anything about it i don't want to say it for the show but <laughs> okay no. but it was uh, uh it took
1: me back i forgot
0: it's a lot better yeah. than you think when yeah. you see it you'll be you'll know what i mean it's a lot better than what you might remember
1: yeah i'm definitely looking forward to watching it and it was in chicago so you know that'll be cool to watch around this time of year
0: that's very important to note for the uh cm punk entrance too
1: yeah right but all right man that does it for this uh Well, you know, like I said, if you guys want to see more of this or hear more of this, let us know and uh, give us some. And if you don't, let us know. (laughs) Yeah. Right. If you didn't like it, uh, we'll scrap it. You know, I mean, no skin off my nose. But if you want to hear more of it, you know, we'll definitely have more fun of this, you know, moving forward. But thanks for joining me today, Greg. Mm -hmm. And we will catch you all on Wednesday with WWE Money in the Bank 2011. there.